Hey, 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 guys. Jennifer here with the Honest Ugly Podcast. If you're new here, this is the place where we talk about identity and intimacy. Yesterday, a friend and I were talking about intimacy and one of the key things or one of the precursors to intimacy is trust. And without trust, we will never experience a deep level of true intimacy. And that just reminds me of identity because if we don't trust God with who that who we are, if we don't trust that who he says we are is real, if we live in such a way that we don't believe it, then our intimacy with God is going to be hindered. And I've experienced that very thing in my own life. I mean, I trusted with my mind what God had said about me, but I don't think I lived out of it. I didn't believe it was maybe really, really true, or maybe I just didn't have the tools to believe it. I don't even know. But my point is, when I completely trust that the words God says over me are true, then my identity or my okay, my identity is secure. And my intimacy grows deeper. So you're in the right place if you want to learn about your identity in Christ and talk about how to grow deeper in intimacy with God, with yourself, and in your relationships with other people. Okay, side note, we just hit a 5,000 downloads here at Honest Ugly, and I am super, super excited about that. If you find anything in this episode or any of the episodes you stumble upon, if you find a nugget that helped you, that were, that encouraged you, that challenged you, I would really love if you would share this podcast with a friend. That is the best way to tell me thank you for showing up and encouraging you. Just share it with a friend and invite people to subscribe. And if you want to get really, really brave with your time, not brave, but maybe just I don't know, ambitious, then go to Apple Podcast and leave a review. That would be awesome. But today we're talking about the question on my mind that what if God doesn't want to use us in the way we often think that to be used means we have to be super busy doing? Now, I don't know what you think about when being used, but if I were to think about being used, I might feel taken advantage of or have expectations or just... I don't know, not really consider me. I don't know how everybody thinks when they think, oh, they're just using me. But in the Christian circle, I often feel like when we say, oh, we want to be used by God or God wants to use us or God wants to use you. It's almost like this thing that we pick up. I could be wrong on this. It's just what comes to mind. But it's almost this I don't know, this identity we pick up that we so want to be used by God. We want to make sure that we do everything we're supposed to do. And we're just going to go all in and be as busy as we can because we want to be used by God and we want God to use us to build his kingdom. But what if he doesn't want to use you at all? What if he just wants to love you? Now, what what in the world am I even saying? But really, what if God doesn't want to use you like you think or like we think that he wants to? What if he doesn't want us to be busy at all? What if he just wants the very expression of our lives to be what he uses to draw people into his kingdom? What if he just wants us to feel loved by him? What if he just wants us to learn how to receive his love? What if he just wants us to be still and know how much he loves us? I told a friend recently that I'm learning that I don't have to do anything to be loved. I don't have to do anything to try to earn anybody's love. I don't know if you feel that way or not, but I have in the past. 
but I also don't feel like anyone has to do anything for me to feel loved back. That is new for me, especially if we throw love languages in the conversation. We feel loved when other people do things for us. Like if you have the um, the love language of acts of service, you feel loved when people do things for you. If you feel, or if you have the love language quality time, then you feel loved when people want to spend time with you. I mean, if you know the love languages, then you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you can research it. But if you have the gift or the love language of gifts, then you feel loved when people buy you things or give you gifts. And so, yes, we do feel loved when people do things for us. But I'm learning that, you know what, I can know and feel that I'm loved even if nobody ever does any kind of action to make me feel that way. And I guess I'm just in that place because God has taken me deeper into my true identity. And he has convinced me that I am loved no matter what. Even if I don't do one more good intentional thing for anyone else, and even if no one does one thing that would have used to have made me feel loved. If nobody does anything good for me, if nobody spends any time with me, nobody serves me, nobody acknowledges that I'm alive, nobody tells me happy birthday, nobody tells me happy Mother's Day, those things aren't phasing me like they did because I know without a doubt that I am deeply loved and I'm fully known and deeply loved. I say that a lot, but God knows every single thing about me and he adores me. And that's how he feels about you too. But often we feel loved if people do things for us, but we can feel loved because we are his. And that's what I hope you get out of this podcast mainly. But let's go into spiritual gifts. I've been thinking about our spiritual gifts, our spiritual gifts. And the honest, ugly truth is that so many of us believers say things like, I don't even know what my gifts are, or I'm not sure I have any gifts, or I'm not really gifted at anything. We people get wrapped up in not knowing what purpose we have, guys, because we feel useless in the kingdom when we don't know our gifts. I want to go a little deeper and say we feel useless in the kingdom when we don't know our identity. But since we're talking about spiritual gifts here, some of you out there don't feel like you're gifted and you probably feel useless sometimes in the kingdom, the kingdom of God, right? That's what we're talking about here. And then there's us believers that we do know our spiritual gifts. And because our identity can get wrapped up in what we're gifted at, we take it upon ourselves to try to find purpose in the areas we use our gifts. Are you tracking with me? If you know your spiritual gifts, think about it. If you are wrapped up in making sure you use those gifts, like you want to show up and make the world a better place and add value by using your gifts, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just asking you to consider that is your identity wrapped up in using that gift? All of us get sucked into embracing false identities, and especially when we think our purpose lies in how we use our spiritual gifts. My identity doesn't change whether I use my gift or not. Okay, we read about how our spiritual gifts are to be used to build up and edify the body. That's what scripture says. We know that if we aren't doing what we are created to do, then the whole body of Christ suffers, right? If my arm isn't doing what it's supposed to do, my physical body suffers. If my eye isn't, my foot, I mean, if you're a believer in Christ or been around that whole idea that a body needs to work together. I mean, you're a human, so you have a body, so you kind of know what we're talking about, right? The whole body of Christ suffers when we don't show up and do what we were created to do. But what if our giftings aren't supposed to be taken by us and used purposefully by us to be busy doing what we think will build up the body? Because we have these gifts and we think, oh, well, this will build up the body. 
But, but instead, what if our spiritual gifts are just the very way God created us to express our worship? Not even to intentionally serve the body, but just to express our worship. I talked yesterday about this insect that turned my face toward the creative God. And that insect wasn't doing anything except what he was designed to do. So what if we were just created to do what we were designed to do? And that is how we worship God. And what if those giftings are how he wants us to worship him? Not be busy for him, but truly express our worship to him. I know it sounds weird, guys, but writing for me is an expression of worship. When I pour out my heart through the written word, God fills me up. Isn't that the beauty of the scripture that says those who pour out will themselves be filled? Maybe we're fully satisfied in life and in our intimacy with God only when we're willingly pouring out our worship as a natural expression of living, just as natural as breathing. If I don't write, I don't feel alive. If I don't breathe, I will not be alive. I'm, I'm the, feel the same way about the gift of encouragement. I have the spiritual gift of encouragement. And when I withhold encouragement from people, I feel empty. But when I walk naturally and let spontaneous encouragement come out of my mouth into others, I am always satisfied in the deepest places of me. Whether I know the receiver of my encouragement is encouraged or not, the simple act of walking in my gift of encouragement, the simplicity of just worshiping God by encouraging others, it fills me with God's love. He truly fills me up when I pour out to others. And it's not because of how they respond. It's not about how they respond to how I show up in life. It's about how I show up in life and worship God with my gifting. So consider that today, are you trying to use your gifts so others will be drawn to God? And are you getting discouraged because it's not working? What if you just show up and use your gift as an expression of worship to God and let him do the work? Let him do the work of turning hearts towards him. Let him do the work of filling you up. Let, what, what is it, um, work as a working for the Lord. I think maybe that's what that whole verse is. Like, let's show up and express our worship to God and let him figure out all the rest. We just want to show up and worship, right? If the, if the, oh my gosh, if the stars were made to worship, so will I. Is that, that the verse to that, or the lyrics to that song? I mean, if we don't worship God, if we don't cry out and worship God, the rocks will cry out in our place, right? Let's just show up and live how he made us to live and use our gifts like as an expression of worship, not a means to be busy doing ministry. So the question I'm hoping that we can ponder today is that God may not want to use us like we think he does. He may not want us to be so focused on knowing our gifts so we can be or so we can use them. Maybe he just wants us to know him. And out of the overflow of intimacy with God, we will walk in our giftings and people will notice how we express ourselves in life. God will accept it as a pleasing expression of worship to him. And when people catch glimpses of our lives, no matter what we're doing, if we're expressing worship through our giftings, when people catch glimpses of us doing the most mundane things, their hearts will be sparked. God will whisper hope and life into people, and he'll whisper an invitation to turn their face towards him. He will, he will help people notice how we express our worship, and there will be like a bug put in their ear, not a real bug, <laughs> since I was talking about insects, but he will put a catch in their spirit, and he will put this invitation to turn their face toward the one that we're worshiping just by how we are expressing ourselves. So today, that's my challenge. What if God doesn't want to use you like you think he wants to use you? 
What if we can quit getting excited about being used by God? And what if we can get excited about worshiping God? What if we can get excited about living as an expression of worship through our giftings? What if I can just learn that, you know what, I'm going to use my gift of encouragement no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I am, who I'm with, what job I might have, how I can show up and whatever circumstance, if I can just worship, if I my expression of worship can come out in encouragement and God can use that in whatever way he wants, he can speak into people's lives and he will fill me up just because I'm walking as an expression of worship. So today, if you don't know who you are in Christ and if you don't know your spiritual gifts, I would love to talk to you about your identity because when you can trust that your identity is what God says you are, who God says you are, your level of intimacy with him and yourself will deepen. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. 